I came across Kelsey while I was looking for a possible subject while spending time down in Florida. She's kind of living my dream, the fact that she's selling vintage clothes out of an old trailer. But she and I ended up bonding over the fact that we're both natives of cold weather and we're both complete and utter messes when it comes to our work. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Kelsey Esparza. All right then, let me take off my fanny pack to stay a while. Yeah, some? I noticed you put that on. I did, because I went into Publix, I needed my money, so that's where I keep my money. <laughs> Why would you have a wallet? Untie my... Yeah, untie your, your one... So you're wearing a onesie, first of all. a onesie with coordinating slippers. No one can... Wow. From wow. Quilted. It is a quilted onesie. It's pretty badass. Yeah, no, there are ants. We are, we're currently sitting in Franny, and I've been infested with ants here in yes. Florida, as, Florida has as Kelsey welcomed can you, clearly see. Welcomed you with open arms, with ants and all sorts of greatness that doesn't bother me. I mean, they're just creatures of the earth, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to getting back to the cold. Yeah, little bit. yes, yes. So, <laughs> my podcasts are mainly based on people living different lifestyles okay. or tiny living. You're not exactly doing that, you're kind of doing that but we'll talk about it later. Okay. However, what caught my eye with you is that your business is doing something very different, very off the beaten path, and it's very yes. much up my alley. So the pop-up mobile boutiques have are, are more of a recent occurrence. They're primarily, I've noticed, sort of in the West Coast, like California. But here in Florida, it's still a whole new territory. So I just go from flea market and fairs and festivals and I bring my racks of clothing and I just set them up and I have a changing booth and people can go in there and try on things and it's just a way to get the vintage aesthetic and the quality of clothing and you know the whole reuse, reduce and recycle out there for other people to enjoy. And I talk with my hands. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to like sit on them. It doesn't, it doesn't translate, I guess. In my the, onesie. I know. I realize that. It's working for me. So tell me about your actual trailer. It's a 1968. It is a 1968 Scotty Gaucho. Um, it is teal and white and fantastic. And my husband has redone the entire interior. Uh, black and white checkered floor. Coordinating interior teal paints and red accents because we're striving to achieve the same red color as the original red for the Scotty accents. So we just kind of color match to online ads that we saw. Um, it is 13 feet of livable space, <coughs> which means minimal setup, but we make do with what we can. And we've got the original light fixtures, the propane globes, the atomic starburst lamp. Really went for a 50s vibe, even though the trailer is a 68. My personality and my personal style is really the 50s aesthetic, so that's what we went for. And it's not towed by anything fun, but in the future I would really like to get a Chevy, a coordinating Chevy for it. So would you call yourself an old soul? Like, you have this old trailer. Um, I'm somewhat of an old soul. I like the music, I like fast fashion is such a thing now. Clothing is the number two most thrown away and like in our dumps and I really just appreciate the quality of stuff from back then. My 60s toaster will outlive us all, just how kind of it looked from again, I love the word aesthetic apparently today, so. It's a good one. Yeah, I can't think of any synonym for it, so that's <laughs> what we're just gonna use and you can go with that as you please, so yeah. <laughs> 
The trailering thing's a fairly recent thing for you. I think you said even this year, right? Yes, April of 2016, my husband and I drove over to Tampa, which is three hours straight across the state. Kind of got it sight unseen. He found me on Facebook on a group page called Tin Can Tourists. I had just posted an in search of for a trailer. The owner had upgraded to an Airstream and we drove over to Tampa that following weekend and towed it home. It kind of amazes me how far you've come within one calendar year. Yeah. With the renos to the trailer, mm. you said there a lot did go down. Yes. And your true. husband is mm. very handy. He is so handy. Oh my gosh. We kept the exterior. The teal of the trailer was immaculate. It was gorgeous, like perfect condition. But the interior was where the problems lied. Um, there was so much water damage because we are in Florida between humidity, yeah. <laughs> the I'm, rippling. As you I, see the as, rippling. As I look at my water You're damage. like, oh, it looks beautiful. It looks, she looks good. Just From a paint. distance. A little bit of paint. We'll just yeah. paint and some new boards. You were saying? Uh, so, yes. <laughs> my dear sweet husband. He took the silver trim took it all off of the flooring and everything and hand shined it all because he didn't, I guess he didn't have like an angle. I don't know what it is, some tooly thing. So he just sat there in a garage for, you know, he took his, he took leave to do it, to hand shine all this trim and then lay it back down. That's Jesse's doing. You can see where I went in there and repaired something. Um, curtain, I like cut curtains in half and then I cut them jagged and I painted the front of the cupboard doors and like I didn't tape them off so, or I used too much paint where I did tape off so it bled in and I was like, this looks great. I feel like I can ask you this because I am also, maybe I'm not even describing you well, but I am a messy person. You've oh. seen in my car no, when I'm cool. trying to shoot. Like I'm a disaster. My problem is, is that I can pack things up really well. Like before mm -hmm. you and I started shooting, my car was in perfect order and everything was where it's supposed to be. But then as I shoot, everything <laughs> seems to just explode and it can't go back where it's supposed no, to. No, that's me. But you have the same situation in terms of having the trailer as an entrepreneur with yeah. all of your products in it. Yes. And then you go and do a show and I can only imagine, I feel like <laughs> you and I would feel that same feeling of like just things go everywhere, yeah. nothing comes back. It's like an explosion. I bring the racks out to the trailer and the truck full of clothes and I'm like, all right, gonna lay all these clothes down nicely. They're perfect. They're so easy to like grab and hang back up and then all of a sudden everything is over and you're tired and and it just, I don't even know where half of my hangers are at this point. Like, they're probably, I think, oh, I found a hanger on the ground coming into Franny today. I, I can get it set up. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful setup. And <laughs> it looks so pleasing to the eye. But if the behind the scenes, if they knew a one-woman operation is a catastrophe, I, I have such high hopes for myself. And then the reality hits that I'm just one person doing this. I'm one person hanging and one person steaming and one person pricing and sourcing and, you know, still on top of being a mom and a wife and uh, having a job, a demanding job, actually. It's, it is what it is. I'm glad you bring that up, that idea of somebody watching one of my films and thinking, oh my God, so polished it's and pretty, beautiful. it's beautiful. I thought that. But you got to witness yeah. the, the disaster that I am, was... like lights falling over and like oh, just shit falling out of my car. Vul vultures attacking the drone, <laughs> like yeah. they're after it. It is, uh, yeah, like they are pleasing to the eye, you know, a presented dress is gorgeous to the eye, but then <laughs> behind the scenes, it's like, you know, that dress was sitting there behind and under uh, a full-length mirror and 16 other dresses. And then, we, <laughs> like, and then we drop it, carrying it out to the yeah. car to go do Oh, it. there <laughs> it gets dragged under the rack of clothing. <laughs> there she goes. It's okay. I'll just 
you know, steam it all out. Oh, I realized I'm cussing and I probably should keep that I'll, be, I'll beep your Fs. Thank you. The S's are okay. Because you're going to like overlay this and my mom will be like, Kelsey Dawn Raider. I'll be like, mom, sorry. So yeah, she'll use full name. Full name with a maiden name in there if she's mad at me. So That's when you know you're in big trouble. Yeah. So you haven't owned it for very long. No. Nope. And have you started doing markets? I have. I've done some markets. I did um, one of my first pop-ups was relatively recently. It was before Halloween, but I went to the super eclectic, like, hippie bar that's in town, you know. I'm waiting for the bigger... I have to wait until in-season here, which is the problem. The snowbirds come from November until March, so that is my season. That is prime time. That's so interesting, because being Canadian, and we'll get into how you're yes. from Alaska, it's yes. the exact opposite. It's, it's like... Everyone flees, right, during the cold, but, I mean, people all come here during cold months in other states and other countries. So, yes, I've been waiting till in-season in order to do the markets and pop-ups and I've got a big one planned in January which is requiring a hotel stay and I'm super excited. Well it sounds so romantic and so fun. Do you look at it as like you truly living your life because this is a huge jump that you've made. It is. I work in a very small office. That is my part-time and I would love to have a full-time vintage storefront when we are settled. Again my husband's you know, active duty military, as soon as we are settled somewhere, I would love to have an actual storefront and then have my trailer for flea markets and fairs and festivals in neighboring counties. For the, you know, time being, I'm working part-time in an HVAC office, which basically is kind of funding my dream. Do you think you'll ever do any camping trips in your trailer or are you gonna stick to just the no. pop-up? We're totally gonna do camping. Um, for the most part, we've kept the interior as, N not necessarily original, but we haven't like put too many f hanging fixtures and stuff on the inside because we want to utilize it as a camping trailer. We want to go to, in Florida, there's tons of springs and stuff. If, if we ever go visit family in Texas or Oklahoma, I'd like to be able to tow the trailer and just kind of that, enjoy that we're not stressing about stopping for a hotel or something. We get to enjoy the trip because we haven't actually had a trip that isn't been a mandatory transfer from the military or a family emergency or something. I just want to be able to take my time and stop at the world's biggest ball of yarn if I felt like it. For me as well, that middle America yeah. stop on a whim. I want to I want to go to the flyover states and find the most interesting things there. That's where all so, the yeah. good antiques are and good 50s stuff because it hasn't been picked you, over yet. Can you imagine? Oh, I went uh, in Oklahoma City. Tons of antique stores. But I did some picking in Oklahoma City when I was there for my brother's graduation in May. And that was a joy being able to get all that stuff back to Florida. We bought me two more suitcases and like I had to fly with him. And then my husband, I get off at the airport and he goes, well, you certainly didn't go with all of those suitcases. I was like, I know, but I came back with them. Then how do you go about doing the picking for oh. the clothes? Because I, okay. <laughs> I know. I, to preface, I went into your quote-unquote room of doom. Oh, man. <laughs> and it's basically a room in your home that is just to hold your inventory. It right? is to hold my inventory. Uh, so we took our spare room of our home, and that's where everything is at because I can't put it in the trailer itself since it's stored off property. And my husband took over the garage, so that's a no. And I didn't want the humidity and bugs and stuff. But uh, for picking-wise, I actually have three people that source for me in varying states. <laughs> my mother basically is, like, my biggest fan, which is fantastic. Hey, Ma. And the rest is just me. When I have an opportunity going to a thrift store and 
you know, buying in bulk or like today, oh, Bonnie, she's fantastic, you know, going into people's homes that I found at flea markets and thrift stores and buying their collection of their mothers or grandmothers or grandfathers. For me, owning older things, including Franny, like we're sitting in the 1970s Franny's here. Franny's awesome. And I have the same aesthetic as you where it's, there's that word again. Ah, um, it's just popping up it's everywhere. Popping up everywhere. Okay. Where this is a 1970, but I've decorated a lot more 50s because yeah. I think that is more my right. internal, I should have been born in 1920, 1925 kind of thing. Yeah. So when you find these articles of clothing, do, does a part of you kind of go back in time? I know when I'm here, I feel the way. And if I, I wear something old school or vintage, It I makes feel, you feel like yeah. who, who the owner was. And I haven't had it personally happen to me, but there are stories of the most memorable thing that someone has found on an article of clothing. It's like a note in a pocket or, you know, love letters. And again, Bonnie, Bonnie, hey, uh, pops up. And I love being able to buy from a source where I get to know them and get to know the history behind the clothing. And it makes my heart happy because I know like how important it was to them. And then I know it's important and I make my very best efforts to match it with someone else who will find it as important and as memorable and as special to them. Which so, yeah. happened today. Heck yes, it did. You gifted me this 19... Awesome. They, Bonnie thinks 1930s smoking jacket. Yeah. And I didn't have to guess who owned it before. No, you knew. She looked at me and told me that her grandfather owned it. Which is so cool. Her grandfather, that corduroy with silk accents. It's, oh. The thing is red and awesome. And her, her grandfather had it. And then she had her son wear it. Playing the, the bass in 84. So it's... Which was my birth year. Yes, so it was cool. meant to be. So I said earlier that you don't live a different lifestyle because you live in suburbia in a house. Yeah. But, 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 your husband's military. And you were telling me that every once every two years you've been moved. Sebastian is actually our longest station that we've had. So um, we have moved five stations in ten years. Alaska to down the west coast and then two places in Florida. So it's it's not quite the nomad lifestyle. However, you know, you're... Removing yourself from every familiarity that you have, like your family and your surroundings. Like when I moved from my home island in Alaska, I was 19 with a fresh little like two-week-old baby, baby Christian, and we just up and left. And it's, you know, you don't know where you're going to go next. So it's not quite getting the opportunity to live and travel in your trailer, which would be awesome. But it's still, you know, experiencing new places and new people, new faces. Do you think that you guys will be moving further? I think you said you're stationed here until 2019. Yes, two th summer of 19 um, is when his tour is up here. We will not know where we're going probably until March of 2019. So we'll have about eight weeks to pack up our lives or for the military to pack up our lives. Do our research to where it, it kind of sucks. Like we came from Jacksonville, Florida prior to this. And w luckily we had... I think 10 or 12 weeks that time, but we were able to drive down and assess the area. But typically we are incapable of exploring the, you know, neighborhoods and we're going to just go on the mercy of people's words, strangers that we don't know. Ideally, we're going to go back to the West Coast. West Coast is the best coast. <laughs> it always blows my mind to meet people from 
Alaska. Alaska. I'm Canadian. You're from Alaska. We're our neighbors. We're both used to the cold. Yeah. And somehow you and I met down here in Florida. Oh. Hottest place, I swear. Like it's been in the steady eighties. Oh god! Oh. In December, like you and what I, is this? you're probably used to even more cold than me. Like for me, it should be like minus twelve right now. What? Oh god! Well, you have to get in a conversion. Anyways, oh, yeah. you're probably don't used. Yeah, don't even don't even bother. <laughs> Not today. But you're used to this extreme cold, and you do you feel out of your element down here just because it's so polar opposite? In the lower forty-eight, yes. You know, I I talk to my family back home, and it's. Oh, Kelsey, you know, it's it's uh, been dark out since about 9.30 this morning. <laughs> like, just dark, and it's chilly, and it's crisp, and then you have... I'm from a national rainforest, and yeah, Ketchikan, Alaska is part of a national... Tong Tonga's mm -hmm. national rainforest, so not only do you have that frigid cold in the snow, you also are getting immense amount of rain, so it turns into slush that gets in your boots, and... <laughs> then you're just doomed. And so many people in Florida would never even understand, they even, would they? My one of my good friends here, a neighbor, has never seen snow. I just, I don't even know how to describe it to her. Alaska's the shit. Uh, it sure, sure is. Your husband's currently stationed in Florida. He Sebastian, is in Florida. Yeah. Well, S Fort Pierce. And then say you go up to Washington State. Mm-hmm. Dot is currently in Florida. Florida. Would you drive her across the country? That, that that's, that's the diagonal. That's like that's the legit. That's a good question. Honestly, man, I mean, the most logical thing would be to just drive her and enjoy the shit out of that trip. Like, but at the same time, I don't know how she does out of Florida because she's only ever been in Florida. I'd have to get her the right tires. I feel like I'm talking, you know, get Dot a winter coat. My only tip or only anecdote of weather change with trailer is my door doesn't work in the heat, but it does in the cold. But at times I have to tie a rope How weird from the that? handle to that just to close it. You really rigged that thing up. I did. Watch, like it will just open with a push. Hey, it doesn't close. You and I are both trailer owners. We are. And it was my first time for sure driving around with a fellow vintage. Yes. I find it interesting that it's such a big presence online and yet in person it's it's such a rarity you're the first one that i've and i had to come i sought you out yeah and i've been at many trailer parks over the last month and a half and i haven't seen one yes there it's not a very big presence in person it's miraculous that i was even able to find a trailer within florida to buy like you know they're sitting somewhere so why don't you just let me have them i would like santa like eight reindeer i'd have like eight trailers like pulling a bigger trailer well, i think that the trailer presence is stronger over on the west coast honestly mm, I, I know that's where the game is california is i didn't see anyone we were stationed there but i know in southern california the vintage trailer thing i don't know how many or i'm like i don't know how many vintage pop-ups there are in all honesty but i know that there are vintage trailers that have uh, you know, more m modern clothing in it or food trucks. Like, I would absolutely seek out a vintage food truck and I would eat the shit out of that place. Like, like it's, it's about supporting small businesses because the people that are doing that are supporting small businesses. And that's really what it's about because you want to shop local. You don't want this mass-produced stuff. Like, you want to appreciate what you've got in your community. And that's how a community grows. And, you know, everyone is all community and shit. <laughs> 
I'm not sure if you touched on where the name for your business came from. I don't think I have yet. Um, well, then, do you mind at this moment? I doing suppose. <laughs> I suppose I can grace you with that. My grandmother's name is Dorothy, and she was called Dot. So the trailer's name is Dot, and the vintage business is called Lottie Dottie Vintage. So it's just kind of an honor to be able to name it after my grandmother because she was fantastic. It pleases me, like, deep down. And then, you know, my mom is ecstatic and my aunt. And it just is kind of like a family thing. So it just, it's, everybody is involved and they feel so involved. And I just love that. I just love that everybody is part of this. So it's just, it's good. Can you mention the towel specifically? Oh, man. Because <laughs> you funny. told me we were shooting and you're like, can you please get can a shot of Can you please get, so in, in my trailer, I have a towel that says anything worth having is worth waiting for. And it is custom, like embroidered and it has the trailer on it. And then, uh, well, a trailer on it. There's this reason behind that with a picture of my grandmother. But the saying anything worth having is worth waiting for, you know, came from her. She would tell my mom that and my mom would tell me that. Well, my mom kept telling me that because I was so impatient. I wanted a trailer, wanted a trailer, wanted a trailer. And so she had this done without me knowing. And before I even arrived in the mail, I had a trailer. And she goes, well, it just kind of defeats the purpose. But I was like, mama, I'm going to hang it in there. And it's going to be like front and center display. So that was that was a cute touch. And I, I sh she's like, Kelsey Dawn, you need to be more patient. You know, you'll find the right one. It will pop up. It will pop up. And then it just happened to pop up. It was so beautiful in there when you had mentioned that you want this to be for everybody. And you mentioned your whole family. Well, yes. one thing that I've noticed is that you have these two awesome kids. And what I love is that I only got into trailers when I was 30. What I wouldn't give to have been into trailers younger. And, and these kids, I get to see them so excited to run out and get into Dot and look around. Mom's like, trailer, mom's trailer, it's here, the trailer's here. So we have to park the trailer in this industrial lot and it's because Sebastian has a citywide HOA with code enforcement and I got code so we had to park it so we can't wait, like I, so wait what does that even mean you lost me there I'm sorry <laughs> HOA is homeowners association so okay. um there's these like stipulations and requirements for instance I couldn't have my trailer here anymore because it has to be set back from the lawn it cannot be in a driveway <gasps> whoa okay so I this know. is okay that I, I'm I just, sorry that's why I don't have her at the house <laughs> I thought you meant it just couldn't be on the street which no. I get no you you can't have it like I can't have it parked in my driveway if you see not these neighbors well actually these neighbors too there's a like a gravel on the side or the neighbors next to them have a boat parked to the side it's because they had a driveway set up to park their boat or trailer or you know separate vehicle but um you you can't have something in your driveway it has to be set back so i got this notice on my door actually about two or three weeks ago they're like we're gonna find you 250 dollars a day unless you move out in three days yes i'm like oh no i don't have that kind of money so to the lot she went and you know we had seen her in the driveway for eight months and I got used to her. I like looking at her. She's a pretty thing to see. And all of a sudden I have to move it. I had to struggle to find somewhere to park it in such a short time. But luckily, um, the guy who owns the lots that I work at, he's like, yep, just park it. We'll figure it out later. My eyes are as wide as dinner plates. <sighs> Isn't that so sad? No, you can't have it. I mean, you certainly can't park on the street, but you can't even have it in your driveway. 
And I would just go, well, she improves the neighborhood, so I don't know why. Oh, my God. I think it would be so beautiful to have out there. Everybody, like, like my neighbors, I heard feedback. People would walk by when it was getting renovated. Hey, how's it going in there? Do you mind if we have a look around? Please come in. Come love my trailer as much as I do. I want it to be a community thing. The people, as you know, being here, like, even pulling our trailers around, people are stopping left and right. Like, mo you know, most people here are retired, so it's like my dad had one of those or I had one of those growing up and it's just such a community feel. It's fantastic. I love living in a retirement city with something vintage and like vintage happenings because people appreciate it. Actually, that's a good point. You're it right. Is. It's there, awesome. There are going to be a lot of people who are going to come into your boutique who are like, I had that. And then they'll be like, I wonder if I can still wear this. And yes, you sure can. Like, and yeah, today a guy stopped me when we were shooting and said, I had one just like that, which is weird for me because I've never had somebody say that about Oh, they me. they just love it. Like, I grew up with that. I And a lot of the time you'll hear, I really miss that. I miss my trailer. And I love it. I love hearing that. It gives me not justification, but it gives me such a sense of pride that I can kind of represent and bring it back and let them reminisce. And, you know, in 2016, I think it was 16, or was it 15, they came out like new Shastas. Have you seen them? Yes, they are to die for. They're gorgeous. And they really did a, they go, did a good job replicating like the exterior of it. Like, they did nostalgia well, like the new they, Star Wars film. Oh, hey, go and see that Friday. <laughs> so they did a great job of it, but at the same time, it kind of takes away like a special touch of, you know, the, the vintage ones still have more character. They truly do. Oh, no doubt. You get the modern conveniences, but I can live without... I can live without that toilet. I'll survive. From Alaska. Please. Oh, that's right. You guys pulled out a toilet, right? No, it's not that bad. We didn't have outhouses. We had indoor plumbing. No, no, no. You... <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> no, I'm Canadian, so I get that a lot, too, with the igloos and so on and so forth. But, oh, my gosh. No, I meant, the, I meant your trailer. Yes. You... They had a porta potty in there, and we pulled it out, and we um, made it into a closet that can hold clothing. There's a bar in there, so you can see it all beautifully displayed. And, and It's funny to think of a toilet being in, like, I've been in your trailer, it's such a small space. Can you, it's can weird. Can you imagine somebody just being like, excuse me for a moment, and I just walk beside <laughs> you good. and, like, close I, a panel door. I'm and, like, please no. Yeah. <laughs> please go outside for that. I want to say mine's only six, maybe six, eight width, but, you know, the interior is less. So with the countertops and stuff, initially I wanted to remove the countertops in the closet, but then I, to make it, like, a full-on, in-your-face boutique. Like, I don't like the word boutique for, I don't know yeah, why. I know, yeah. Is that weird? It sounds too new. It's too French. Like, <laughs> or that. I'm Canadian, so I can say that. Sure. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> no, you can't. That'd no, be, I that'd can't. Be rude. Bad. Franny is whiter, I guess. I think so. I think she must be. Um, Franny's, Franny's a little on the heavy side. She needs to... You know, dogs. She's got birthing hips. Yeah, she sure does. And water damage. And you reminded me of that. Uh, well, my problem was is that I'm the least handy person on the planet. So when I got her, she was so beaten up. And she probably should have been to the frame redo. First, yeah. But I, I went, you know what? Paint. That'll just carry it off. Paint will do it. Yes. And now I've been paying, you know, down the road. Now I'm paying the price because now she's bulging. She's... Does she Ugly. leak yet, though? Oh, she leaks like a mother. Does she really? Oh, yeah, like crazy in the back, okay. over that back window. <laughs> right where you sleep. And this is the way I fix it. I poked holes in the back wall. So at least the water can get trapped in there and, and okay. evaporate instead of causing mold. In the back, like in the frame? 
Like no, you poke, like you the poke inside of the walls, I poked holes. I mean, so it goes in there and it gets in the frame and stays yeah. there? No matter what I do... I think that might not have been the best solution. No matter what I do, I've sealed the outside to the point where it should be like a submarine. Okay. But no matter what yeah. I do, it will leak. We should have sent Jesse in here. There were, oh, we, you could have yeah. parked it and like he, what he did to replace our ceiling and whatever. I'm pointing up, so just... <laughs> yeah, people at home, uh, Kelsey's currently pointing at the <sighs> pointing ceiling. Pointing up. She is doing the airline attendant. <laughs> to this way, the emergency exit. I need to find somebody like Jesse and like blackmail them or befriend them and get them to actually take Franny you, apart. I mean, obviously you can get more flies to honey than vinegar, so I think befriending is probably the better option. Don't go blackmail. No, no, not blackmail. Okay. Unless you really, I mean, because then when they're repairing it, they might f something up and like... Oh yeah, put would, a dead fish in the wall or would, something. Oh God, I would so do that. So has the wall been moving behind me like it has with you with just ants everywhere? I, as I've been talk, speaking yeah, to you, it's just looking, been like... Do you see me looking over there a little bit? If, it, if Florida's going to give you anything, it's ants. That sounds really bad. Like That sounded like a weird sexually transmitted yeah, disease. Yeah, <laughs> like, right? Like, if you're going to get anything from her, it's going to be crabs. So this is Florida's version of crabs. Well, I'm so deeply honored. Oh, God. And so deeply excited to get up to Alabama. I know. Maybe they'll freeze. Maybe you can just freeze all of those things off. Like any That's MCD. how they do it with crabs too. Yeah, exactly. Is it crabs or like War genital warts? warts? I think. Yes, yeah. this is your wart. Oh God. Oh, and on that note, it sounded gross. I am recording this extra about two weeks later, and I'm very saddened to report I'm still overrun by ants. So there's no thank yous for Florida, but there's a huge thank you to Kelsey for that 1930s smoking jacket that I hold dear and an even bigger thank you for allowing me into your life. Visit me at www.reggiefromtheroad.com. Music provided by Audio Network, produced in association with Fifth Grand Entertainment. I'm Reggie Gray, and this has been Reggie from the Road. Uh -huh.